All right, hello and welcome to episode uh, seven, possibly eight. That sounds no more than nine or ten right-ish. of the Jason and Noel comedy hour. Uh, no more than episode twelve. I would say we've not yet reached a dozen. You know, in the short two and a half year existence of this unreleased podcast, we've done about seven episodes now. So that's an average of how many? Like is one every three or four months. Yeah, so really, every time we do a podcast, we completely forget what we talked about the last time. Yeah, it's nice. It's fresh. <laughs> I really hope we, we just keep, keep it. We keep it popping. I hope we just keep recording the same podcast. It's like we're taking a, a, a tray of fresh baked conversation out of the oven every time. I Okay, I see. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I'm good with metaphors. I don't know that that metaphor works. I mean... It's not... Why? It's fr- We've got all new stuff. We've got a whole new mindset. Oh. We're approaching approaching life from different angles. Yeah, but people bake. They don't wait two and a half months. It's like the movie Boyhood. I do remember when wait. we watched that yeah, at, at some point. You take ten years... Oh, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, and you get what, you, what you get is a really big picture look. Yeah. It's realistic. So, yeah, we recorded a podcast once. Twists and turns. And, you know, you really see how we've changed. We're pro- we're very different people. You don't since... even have facial hair anymore. That's true. Um, I shaved. And the best thing about shaving your beard is um, when you shave your beard, the very last thing you shave off is the Hitler mustache. And you walk in to your wife working on mm-hmm. her dissertation and you say something to her, and you wait for her to look up at you with a Hitler mustache, and then you shave it off. I would, yeah, I would say the best thing about writing a dissertation is um, that, as well. <laughs> it's the little things, right? Yeah, it's the little things that for make sure. that make you laugh. I would never uh, go in public with a Hitler mustache. Um, that's for the pri- I would not recommend That is for it. the privacy of your own home, I think. Well, yeah, for sure. In fact, I would I would say don't even bring it out of the bathroom. Well, I had to come you to where you were. You don't have to include your wife is my point. No, I had to Just for the I privacy only, of your own I only did that for your own mind. I only probably. did that to see your face when you looked up at me and saw me with a Hitler mustache. And then I shaved. But what I should have done is I should have done like an old school 80s uh porn star mustache for like maybe one week you've, you've done that in the past have i mm-hmm. yeah. i have no memory of this you did it for uh when we were filming for the akron film festival ah maybe to, to be past you i may have done that past you had some kind of porn star well not you pat the character in the past oh. Had some kind of porn star mustache, uh, because that that was hip. Well, the, when you've lived as long as us, I guess you forget memories. Yeah. Um, I have a birthday What's coming up. At? I'll be thirty-seven. Bir- yeah, aging. What's of course, by the time that? this podcast comes Woo, out, I'll be thirty. A lady 30. never reveals her age. And you, sir, are no lady. I guess. Yeah. I. You know what? What? Why can't people just say their age? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't know, get I think. This shit. I think in a um, in a post Jennifer Aniston world, there's no shame anymore. In in being older. I did a show a while back, and like, oh, 
the funny stop like i was hosting and um um like the owner makes you ask the audience if they if anyone's celebrating a birthday i hate doing this because it sets up the audience to like think the show is about them so you I don't s- want the you don't want the paying audience to think that the show is about them. No, I don't. The show is not. It's <laughs> it's not like an interactive. I hate it. Whatever. That's you diff- mean. You mean you we can discuss that you, later. Yeah, you think it sets up the audience to think that they should interact with the comedian, which yeah takes the show out. I mean, it really makes the show not what everybody else in the audience paid for. Right. I think that um, the job of the host at a comedy club is to introduce people to the idea of this is how comedy works. A comedian comes on stage and they tell jokes. And if the headliner wants to do 45 minutes of crowd work, then that is their option. But the host shouldn't. Anyways, the point allow I'm me, making... Allow me for a moment to play devil's advocate. How do I, as an unlearned uh, uh, participant in comedy... You shut up. Right? No, I'm saying... <laughs> well, not me. I'm playing the part of an audience member who's okay. come in. How I... Let's I work hard in my job, right? And just a couple times a year, I go out to see some comedy. How can I, the layman... Tell the or difference, lay, or lay. I think it's lay, lay person. person. Now. I'm sorry. We don't, we don't want to take any chances. How do I, the lay, the the lay person? Well, my character was male, but uh, how do I? Okay. If you I, weren't offended by me saying I had a Hitler mustache, how do I, the lay person? Yeah, if you're still hanging in, then you probably don't care. But how do I, the lay person, tell the difference between when I'm supposed to interact with the comedian? As opposed to when I am not Wonderful supposed question. to interact Wonderful with the comedian. Question. In the instance of the funny stop owner telling the host to ask, does anyone have a birthday? That does give the audience the right to shout things out. Because right. when the uh, when the comedian directly asks a question, you can respond. Although some people are stupid and they just think a rhetorical question is something they can shout stuff out to. Well, oh yeah, that's it too. How do I tell the difference between a rhetorical question and a question I should actually answer. Well, the way you tell the difference is you have basic intelligence. <laughs> so social skills is what you're saying. If I go up on stage and I'm like, hey, it's great to be here in Chattanooga. Man, man, is there anything to do in Chattanooga? That's a rhetorical question. You could tell. Right. However, if I look at the audience and I say, hey, guys, what, what's, uh, or girls, you know, what's, uh, what do you do here in Chattanooga? That's just obviously, that's a direct question. Right, right. I guess the you just get better at it the more comedy you go see, though. Yeah, I guess, but not <laughs> everybody. People don't give it. People don't care, really. Listen, here's the, here's the rules. Right. Here's what you can do if you're an audience at a comedy show. Okay, mm-hmm. laugh, be silent, clap your hands, exit the building. Those are your four options. What about this? Laugh, what about... clap your hands, be silent, exit the building. What about this as a you te- can talk as a when... test? You ready? Yeah. Before before. I open my mouth at a comedy show as the audience member. Before I do that, I think to myself, do the other, you know, 300 people in this audience, do they want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> yeah, it would be great if people thought that. But what if I'm, re- what if I'm really funny? Uh, you're, it's still not your, you're not on stage. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. 
cool. It's not your. You can go to an open mic if you want to. Ah, relax. all right. That's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe that's where the where the compromise is. If somebody is talking too much, you can say to them, "Hey, you should you should go ahead and go to an open mic." I actually find that, like, first of all, like, like, the classic heckler is like someone who like yells at you that you suck. And like deliberately, That's, yeah. But like those people don't exist. Usually, uh, like what we call a heckler is someone who like they just respond as if you're having a conversation. Like they don't, they don't realize it's a but show. What if this is their first comedy show? Oh, then you should definitely not say anything. You should be like, you know, this is my first comedy show. I don't know how this works. I'm just gonna sit back and relax. But you're used to interacting with people on a daily basis, where they ask you questions and you answer. But you know. So you just think. Okay. You so, just think. Oh, he's asked me a question. It would be rude, not to give him my opinion. If that same person went to a play, would they do that? Maybe I don't know. It's their first play, but in to a, be in or a play, not to be. Well, like, they shout is, out. This B. is different. Again, just playing devil's advocate here. Just advocating for the devil. But do you? It's different because those people are playing a part they're not sort of speaking directly to the audience whereas the uh comedian ostensibly no that's speaking directly to you that's a big word it's a big word there's you know no what? hey i'm not writing a dissertation for no reason if you don't know, know what ostensibly words. means and you're listening we're not going to tell you just look it up it's you need, good you need for to, you yeah you need to pause it and go click on the dictionary app on your phone that's even how, if you're driving that's how i learned yeah i don't so, we don't dumb it down look here look it up no, the, what's the keep, name of our podcast? We keep it <laughs> Jason and Noel Comedy Hour. Yeah, we don't dumb it down for you dummies. What were we talking we don't, about? D- that sounds like we're discriminating against dummies when, in fact, okay, well, I feel like we shouldn't. Anyway, the point I was making, yeah, was uh, <laughs> I was hosting a while back at the Funny Stub, and I right. had to ask. Does anyone have a birthday? And I just basically just like, oh, can someone say yes? And I go, happy birthday, and just go to, like, my first joke. <laughs> Was anybody here ever um, born? Were you born around this time? You having a birthday? Happy birthday. So I was at the mall. Well, what are you supposed to do when they, if they say yes? That's the problem. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want a prize. You don't want a hat. That's nice. So I well, did you it. used to. No, right? You never Didn't did. they? I thought he was like throwing out. There's like a T-shirt cannon. Uh, I don't. Or there's never like been that. a T-shirt cannon. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Sea World. Maybe you're thinking of Sea World. <laughs> so I was like, eh, 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 birthday, and I put a lot of energy in it, like I just did just now, and yeah. uh, and like I heard a guy say something. He was like, hey, back here. So I was like, how old are you? But like he was saying back here, and like po- he must have been pointing to his wife or something. So oh. then when I said, how old are you? There was just complete silence because I asked a woman how her <laughs> age. And I then I, like, the set just went right in the toilet. Well, and okay. I was pissed off because I, w- I just I feel like it's say, their fault. Yeah, well, in that scenario, I'm going to go say your I'm going to go ahead and say it's your fault because you shouldn't, if, if the comedian is on stage, then you shouldn't yell to somebody else. You can motion. But if you're not if if you're not like paying attention to the comedian, just keep it keep it closed. There's a show going on, you know what I mean? I mean the root problem is you shouldn't. The good clubs don't. 
don't think, do the, that. The good clubs don't make the host do that. Not that the uh, I you know the, I did think, I mention well, the name of this club? Yes, uh, you did. The name of yes, this club, great club. You can my home club. You can beep you it. Say. You can beep it out later. <laughs> uh, listen, the owner of this club is not listening to this, and if he was listening to this, he would not know what ostensibly means. That's true. <laughs> Those are all true things. So, um, so where were we? I don't know. Do you want to open the window for some? Something. Are you hot? Uh, we might have a noise issue, but you can open the you uh, can open the window. Give it a shot. All right. What if I? What if I? All right. We're gonna do this. What if I come out with comedy gold, and the neighbor decides to mow the lawn right wait, at wait, that wait, wait. Let's right be, at that exact second? Let's be silent right now and see if we can hear a lawnmower. No, not yet. There's something though. What is that? I don't hear anything. I think you're hearing the wind. Okay, listen. Uh, okay. Listening. Just say your fucking age. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sick of this. You, you or can't. Come, just you say, don't it, ask say a number. No, just say your age. Who gives a shit? I'm going to be 37. Great. To someone who's 27, I'm old. To someone who's 47, I'm young. It's just yeah. a stupid age. Well, yeah, I think, I feel like we've reached that point as a society. But maybe I'm just looking at my air, no narrow point of view. I have reached that point as a human You've being. You've reached it? So you don't care about age? I don't think so. I mean, yes and no. You know, it's always a little bit jarring when you remember your own age. Once you reach 34, I think, and then you remember your own age, you're like, oh, shoot. I'm getting, I'm getting up there. Was 34? Yikes. Well, only because then you start thinking about all the things you that you should have accomplished by now, but haven't. Yeah, that's the problem. And you never remember these things when you are accomplishing something. You only remember how old you are when you're like watching watching a Netflix documentary and eating chips. Like, oh, crap. I forgot how old I was. And the documentary is about someone who I'm, did something I'm 42. great when they were younger. Like, yeah, this guy, like, this guy. The documentary is about Malala. Like, she... I don't know who What? <laughs> the girl who's, like, bringing uh, uh, education to ladies. Malala robbed the, the bank at 26, and I'm 36. No, like, yeah. So Did she rob a bank? Pretty, it's, um, no. Okay. I, j- I literally just told you. No, you said she brought music or something. Okay. So All right, I have to work on my listening skills. Okay. So, I mean, this is something that... Now I'm... you'll never know. Look it up. So I don't even know how to spell Malala. So we told, that's what we told the listeners. Look it up. It's good for you. Fine. You know what? Then you talk to our audience while I look up Malala. No, that, no I meant later. No, I'm looking up now. Malala. That's really uh, interesting for listeners. All right, hold on. I got it. Okay, Malala, right here. Malala is Simba's father and Scar's older brother, and also the previous king of the Pride Lands. Mulala taught Simba how past kings live in the stars, and we would always be there. We, and would always be there to guide them in times of need. I added the word we. I just made I just made myself a past king in the star. Cool. Wait a minute. According to, we're, we're just jumping everywhere, right? We're on a new subject. Disney movies. Are we All already? Right. I thought we were talking about age. Okay, Mufasa. The, this Wicca something. Not Wikipedia. Like, I don't know. Whatever this is. Fandom Wiki. It lists the names of Mufasa's parents? 
Ahadi and Yuru. Since how do we know the name of Mufasa's parents? Maybe that was in the. Um, oh, some kind of prequel. Oh, there could have been a prequel, I oh, guess. That One of the pre- yeah, Young Mufasa. Nobody, I don't count pre I don't count sequels as real uh Disney movies. I don't either. With the possible exception of The Rescuers Down Under. I don't think that was a prequel. That was a sequel. No, it was I said sequel. Yeah. I don't I meant everything. No prequels, no sequels. The story has been told. It would be great if they did a prequel to like Young Mufasa, but it's still James Earl Jones. Voicing six-year-old Mufasa. So it looks like Mufasa. Simba, but it's got the voice of Mufasa. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a, a great gag. But only for like a minute. Okay, so. Right. Where were we? What were we talking about? Age. Yeah, okay, so age. Now, one of the problems with people, one of the, I, I think there's two things. One of them is you haven't met your own expectations of what you thought you should do at this age. That's yeah. one of the problems. And the other problem is we live in a culture or an era that really does not know how to um, contextualize death. Well, that's true. I think that second part has been true forever. I don't know about... People talk about that. Right? Like Eastern cultures really uh, seem to be more accepting of death. Well, religion has been on, organized religion has so. been on the decline since the late 60s. And I think as people move away from religion, we... We don't know how to contextualize death. Well, I think that's true as a culture. I mean, if you are uh, somebody who believes in the afterlife, then maybe it's a you know it's a little bit easier. But maybe it's easier to age. Yeah. Some people really oh. lean, lean into their age. Do you remember what we teased the last episode? Oh, Japanese death poems? Did you move that book? I had it out. I did, because you've had it out for three weeks. That's so because three weeks ago we yeah. recorded that podcast. So I went ahead and put that sucker that away. Book, that book was In the on place where deck. it goes. There's a reason I left and that book out. And we can uh, pull it out. Okay, Great, pull it out. Great news. Okay. You know what? I'll get it. I'll Great news. It. You stay seated. We're, we are an arm's length from the bookshelf. And so putting that book away, really really not really not disruptive. I want to get rid of that book real bad. Tell the audience. Real bad. I'm, I'm, well, first I have to explain. We, have, we haven't, this could actually be its own topic. Is that, um, yeah, the, I am a, a little bit more of a minimalist. Right, minimal. I'm I'm on the Marie Kondo bandwagon. It's if it sparks joy, it stays. But if it does not, do I want to carry this with me through the rest of my life? And a lot of I'm finding that a lot of your things don't spark joy for me. Okay, your and things don't spark probably, joy for me. Right. Okay, that's clearly a joke. Oh, I see. I felt attacked. All oh, right, I take it back. I felt attacked. You have a really hard time being the straight man in a joke. All so. right, all right. I'm I'm gonna okay. That's my, you know, for the rest you of this can podcast. Cut this out. No, I'm keeping it in. This is important right. that the audience shares in my journey. Okay. You know, I'm. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll work on your personality later. I have a for lot of now. Things. I just have to say one of. I would say that that's probably the thing in this apartment. If I had to pick one thing of yours in this apartment that sparked the least amount of joy for me, it would definitely be, what's it called? The This tiny book called The Field Guide 
of bobbing heads? <laughs> it doesn't even say bobbleheads. It says the, bo the bobbing head field guide. <clears throat> we will return to Japanese death poems in a moment. Warman's Bobbing Head Field Guide. I bought this book for one single dollar at a little store called Ollie's. I'd rather have the dollar. Which is an off-brand. In fact, I will pay you a dollar to get rid of it. So, for uh, bobbleheads are little figurines. Everybody knows what a bobblehead is. It's, it's, they, it's junk is what right. it is. No, it's... Stop. It's, it's it is it's okay. Junk. So they're they're it's organized fine. in this book by sport, uh, baseball, bat. Now they're it's, and I don't want you to trade this for. I mean, if this book keeps you from buying bobbleheads, because you could just look at the pictures of the bobbleheads, then oh, all right, then keep. Would you the rather book. me have this Cleveland Browns nineteen sixty? That's actually a little funny. This is extremely rare. This <laughs> is priced between twenty five hundred dollars and it's 10, funny 000. to look at. But no, I would rather you have the book than the actual the bobbleheads. Um, For some reason, basketball does not have many bobbleheads. Basketball just didn't, it didn't catch on in the basketball world. Basketball did world. not embrace bobbleheads. The, what is, where do bobbleheads come from? It's the, is it the, it's, it's the dashboard Jesus, right? Um, is that the first bobblehead? The first ever? Okay, 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 okay. All right. Um, do, 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 we're do. all over the map today we are and it's great you know i just feel like i just feel like we're really enriching our listener <laughs> this is a real and this is a real joycean stream of consciousness yep, type yep this is high high this is for the high literature of podcasts <laughs> it's modernist most collectors agree that the golden age of the bobbing head doll was from take a guess well let's see those are from the 60s so i'm gonna say wait the golden age or the beginning Golden Age. Well, the, the Golden Age is what, probably the 60s then. Mm, check out the big brains on Brett. Yeah. 60 to 72. The majority of these dolls were made out of paper mache. Japan, they were made in late 50s or 60s. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sports had a big... Yeah. I'm just not... Look, if I... Okay. I don't want to... You don't like bob bobbleheads. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. If it, I, if it brings you joy, and not you, because I live here, but if it brings one joy to collect bobbleheads, and they, and they go in and they look at them every day, and they curate them, and they make little scenes, and they, you know, reenact Super Bowl 20, like whatever you do with these bobbleheads... Um, same, and by the way, the Funko Pop, it's just a bobblehead that doesn't bobble. So, well, also, okay, you know, let me, I just want to say that there are a lot of but, really cheaply made bobbleheads out there, and often at the Indians game, sometimes you would get a free bobblehead. They were never good quality. There's always reproduction of real art. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but cheaper. these, these older but, ones, like, take a look you, at these. I think the animation is fun. I like looking at, but I, that doesn't mean I want a bunch of bobbleheads. Here's the problem. If you are instead, right, if you collect and enjoy your collection, right, um, and you, and you keep them dusted and you rearrange them every day and you use them to, you know, decorate your apartment and, uh, whatever you do with them, then, okay, great. 
that's cool for you. Go ahead and do it. It's not something. I'm not. I'm not really a collector. That's fine. I'm not. Those things. I like I can what, look at the. Especially now with the internet. I'll tell you what. You I, can look at any. Like this picture. Find any picture in here. You can find this picture on the internet. You could look at this. Uh, Miami Dolphins, 1968 to 1970 NFL AFL merger series bobblehead. This bobbing head on the internet on your phone. In the middle of Bob Evans. Right, but what if you want to own you it? want to. Well, then why do you need the guide? Because the guide is, is for all the ones that I don't own, but I want to look at. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you can see those on the internet. So, like, I just think that for me, personally, as a personal choice, collecting um, <clears throat> doesn't make a lot of sense. Takes up space, especially, at, I mean, even if you enjoy collecting, there becomes a point at which you cannot, you acquire so much that you can no longer enjoy what you have. Yeah. You know, my dad has a lot of sports memorabilia in, his, in the, uh, and he has, he has bobbleheads. And some of them could be gotten rid of. The good ones could be kept and some of the other ones are, you know, maybe not as good. I just think that you should approach all of your things that way. Yeah, look. Just try a try. Okay, this brings me joy, so I brought it into my home. Let's test it out as a part of my life, and if it doesn't work, out yeah. the door. Look, one out day it goes. in the future, hopefully many decades from now, my dad will unfortunately pass away, and will he leave me all those bobbleheads? We're bringing yeah. it, we're bringing it back around to death. <laughs> we're bringing it back around to death. I'm a I'm comfortable okay. with this conversation. All right. So uh, all right. So Japanese death poems. Oh, I don't. Wait a minute. Yeah. Are you implying that you're gonna keep all the bobbleheads your father leaves you? Many many. It, I, we're if, gonna <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and. If my dad is listening, we're gonna sell many. <laughs> My dad. We'll, bear, many, we'll bury them with him. My dad has been asking us when we're going to release our podcast. So he's listening to this. <laughs> he's on. He's driving in the car right now. He's listening to us talk about what we're going to do with his bobbleheads well, when I've he dies. Been, many, many this decades is, this from now. This is actually, this is, something I've many, been thinking, this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Right. So I've been thinking about, so, you know, not to be a bummer, but last year my grandpa passed away. Uh-huh. And so it was sort of the first time uh, for uh, my grandmother, his wife had, had passed away a couple of years earlier. And so this was the first time in my life that I've had to go into a house of somebody I loved and sort of choose, you know, what what do we keep? <laughs> what, what do we get rid oh, of? Yeah. You can't keep everybody's stuff, you know, when they pass away. So obviously something that people have been dealing with uh, for a long time, but for me, it's this was relatively new. And so I started thinking about this, and then I sort of just happened upon the idea of Swedish, is it Swedish death cleaning? Where you clean, keeping in mind. <laughs> this is an idea of how some cultures are okay with death and some are less comfortable. But, like, what, you know, you look at your stuff and, and with thinking about, you know, the fact that your family has to do something with this stuff when you die. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, that's sort of the premise here is do I really want to keep this? Is this, is this you know, going to be important enough to my life or useful enough to me that um, when my when my children have to clean this out, you know, that it's, you know, it's worthwhile. Well, that's a... 
bummer. That's a pro- but, I would say that's a project for when you're 80. To... Well, yeah, you don't. But, I mean, you don't want to hit 80 and you've got 1,000 popping heads. <laughs> okay, I want to be clear <laughs> that me. I don't ever need 1,000 You know, like, heads. do we want to get, you know, like, when, when I die, you know, who's going to, uh, is it, my children are going to have to figure out what to do with... I'm looking around the room for the most ridiculous thing I can find. My children... But it's all the ridiculous things are yours. All my stuff is so great. All your um, stuff is so great. And mal- it's so great. Oh, those... Pa- like, the pancakes that I made out of clay when we did clay. <laughs> my, do we want to keep... Like, do I want my children to have to hold these pancakes in their hand and... And, you know, throw them in the garbage or whatever. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> Good point. I mean... That's a them you know problem. You, didn't you do enough for them? They're not even... They don't exist yet. I'll be in heaven eating yeah. cake with Jesus. Well, they speaking can of, figure out what to do speaking with Speaking of uh, uh, stuff, one of the uh, things I've always kind of wanted to do, and I sort of started it last year, but is like, I think it'd be really cool to, like, make out of clay like a little christmas village yeah and make I, I made a little snowman last year out of clay that's all i did but like trying to work my way up to like making like a building or something but the question is okay so are you keeping this snowman you you had said that you expressed you had expressed that you weren't super happy with the way things turned out with the snowman yeah let's take or a look at that- it is that a good it, so my question is if you make something and it's okay but it's not something you want to include in said village what do you do with it okay so i made a little one and a half inch clay snowman last year with the goal of one day having a little christmas village yeah that i put out i actually think this I came like out it. pretty I well did too, but it I hasn't thought... been painted but i gave him a scarf a hat he has i think this is a keeper i think it's a keeper yeah. But the question is, if it weren't. Yeah, I get rid of it. If it's But where do you, you just going to throw it in the garbage? You're going to look in his little snowman eyes and just toss him right in the trash? So now you're anthropomorphizing. I, it's, it's, yes, it's been a real problem for Jill. me as I go through my Marie Kondo face. I just called you the name of my sister. For I No, listener. I've always thought that. But you know what I like about Marie Kondo, actually? She kind of anthropomorphizes stuff. Like, first she comes into the house. I watched this on Netflix. I read the book too. But she comes into the house and she uh, she like greets the house. That's the first thing she does, which I think is kind of nice. And then uh, one of her deals is if you uh, get rid of something, then you you like first you have to touch everything and then you like thank it. Oh, that's you right. Thank it for thank its it. service. So when I bought a new car at the end of 2019 and I got rid of my old car. I thanked it for its service. So and it if, made me feel better. So if I sculpt a bad looking snowman out of clay and it just it is not presentable, mm-hmm. was it service that it taught me? Yes, how to that's the thing. Make it better. Thank you for teaching me how to, what, what I don't want to do. <laughs> you reject. Like. Thank, Thank you, you for your bobbing head field guy, for giving me the great gift of annoying my wife <laughs> with your tiny, tiny presence. You were such a small book. They picked the three bobbing heads they put on the cover of the book. Terrible yeah. uh, picks. 
the Steelers. Yeah, that's an amazing. That's that's an amazing. That's the best team. It's an amazing uh, bobblehead. In fact, I'll tell you what. If you want to order a bobblehead, I sign off on that one. (laughs) Listen, if you want a Steelers, look, one day I'm going to have some sports memorabilia in our basement. I've already started amassing Steelers. There's a Steelers clock hanging in our kitchen. Yeah. It is not it is not functional. <laughs> but it looks great. Anyways. Anyways. Um, that reminds me of death since the Steelers are on uh, since a uh, murder your team constantly. The career of Ben Roethlisberger has reminded me that we were going to talk about death. bad timing for me saying that, but Look, over yeah. the years we've lost a lot of games of the Steelers and just not the last one. And I like oh, to live in yeah. the present. Yeah. <laughs> I like to You live. didn't like to live in the present at the beginning of last season. Well, look, I pick and choose. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. In response to your insistence that you like to live in the present. Uh, the present. I don't like to live in the present. I like to live in the past. Have the Browns ever won a Super Bowl? The Browns have won four <laughs> NFL championships. Super Bowls? Um, when so, were those? <laughs> oh, so in 19, late 60s, they just arbitrarily decided to name the championship game. <laughs> oh, we've named this the Super Bowl. Now we're going to start counting it. Oh, the the NFL championships now don't exist. In the 1960s? It, but I like to live in the present. Okay, how the Browns <laughs> winning four NFL championships in the 1960s or 50s. 50s through 60s, the Browns won four okay. NFL championships. Is that mm-hmm. really any different from the Steelers winning four Super Bowls in the 70s? Well, I mean, I mean look. What? If you only want to look at the Super Bowls won in the last 20 years. They decided to then name I'm willing, the championship I'm willing game. To... Look, okay. look, the Steelers yeah. over the last 50 years have been very good. And the Browns have been Whoa. not as good. There's no way take. to get around that. <laughs> Everyone, you're delusional if you don't say that. But you know what? I am still. I'm not gonna. What am I gonna switch football teams? Oh well, no, you can't. I'm going down the switch. Ship. A, you can't switch no. football teams. No, that's not even a. That's not even a thing. We talked about that in our first episode. Did we? It's, it's been like two years. We Whoa. talked about. Uh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. We did, forgot did everything. Did we say the same thing? We keep recording the same podcast. <laughs> Every two and a half months. Like the Twilight Zone. Maybe we had different opinions. That would be such a bad Twilight Zone episode. That would be a really, that would be the worst. But, I would venture to say that would be the worst. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. You want to read about Japanese, some Japanese. Yeah. Jap- okay, we're so talking I, death here. Let's take a pause and see if there's any outside noise from that outside. There's a dog. dog there's a barking Is that, dog. Okay, listen, guys, gang. We apologize if that do- that barking dog has made this not listenable. I don't think the dog is what's making this not listenable, if anything. I, just... I, th- I think this has been... I think we're having a great time. I think this has been a very successful podcast. I think we've put smiles on faces. and Probably. Gained followers. I know mine. There's a smile on my face right now. <clears throat> this, is death. A, this is a book of Japanese death poems written by Zen monks and haiku poets on the verge of death. Okay. Wait, they were all on the verge of death? 
I didn't realize that was the shtick. I thought these were just poems about death. I thought it was like meditate on death and write, uh, you know, no, no, a little, no, no, little no, five no. seven five. Oh, this is the, this is the verge of death. They're all on the verge of death. Yeah. Now that other book I Holy own about cow. death How poems. How did they know though? I own two books about death poems. That's a lot of books about death poems, but how how do you know how do you know it's time to 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 pen some verse? Well, some people know. What do I mean, death is kind of, is it because they're so attuned to uh, death? I mean, these are all people. These aren't people who died of a car accident. I mean, at it would be six. These are yeah, people who are on okay, their maybe they're they were, ninety, but yeah. like, or they if, were disease. Wouldn't it be really embarrassing to write a death poem and then recover? Live, live for another decade. Let's read. And one. then, does it count? What if it's a really good poem? I mean, you could just write a good poem. I don't. I, mean, I don't know that I know... trust. Uh, I mean, what's the criteria here? How close you are <laughs> to death. Does it say in the preface? <laughs> You gotta, are, are all of these poets dead now? You gotta be within two weeks of death for this to two be Two weeks included. of death, okay. That's why. What well, happens if you hit the two-week mark and you're well, still alive? This guy died you gotta write a new poem. in 1272. 1272. So, yeah, so he's dead. He's dead, and his ancestors are dead. Okay, I, I opened a random page, and this is the one I'm going to read. This is by... Okay. And I apologize, by the way. I'm not going to pronounce any of these names correctly. Nobody expected you to. Okay. Gazan Zenrai died I on the... I don't know if they expected you to mispronounce it that badly. What? You call, what do you call him? Gizan Zenrai. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. Mine was probably more offensive than right. yours. Yes, Sensei. I think, it, is it more offensive to try and be wrong? I don't know. It's okay. People get offended at everything. So if you're offended, whatever. Okay. Gazan Zenrai died. This is actually from, he died in 1878. A lot of the poems are a lot older than this. This is a very short poem. He was 77. <clears throat> I was born into this world. I leave it at my death. Into a thousand towns, my legs have carried me and countless homes. What are all these? A moon reflected in the water, a flower floating in the sky. Ho! That's oh, ho. that was the end. Like, like, forward, like forward ho, into death. No, I, he wasn't hoeing. Yeah, into, yeah. I'm going into death. Ho, and then the author says ho is a translation of the word oh. tatsu, a kind of challenging cry uttered at the moment of enlightenment. So he wrote this poem. Uh, yeah. He and was, then he at the end of it, he got enlightened. He was, he was writing the last couple lines. He's like, I wanted this poem to be longer, but I feel the enlightenment coming. Ho! And then he keeled over. Yeah. Now, what was this guy doing that he went to a thousand towns I gotta tell you, I thought, for some reason, I thought all of these were haiku. Well. I, I was we, wrong. We've got some haikus. Would you, would you I like was to, wrong. Would you like to do some no, haikus? No, I just thought, I, this is just what I thought. Maybe because one time I opened it randomly and found a haiku. Okay, here's a good one. This may have been the one I opened to last time. This is by Bufu. The, no. the Bufu? No, 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 no. This is his cousin. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> There's a church bell. Well. You don't hear many of those anymore, no. huh? It's Sunday. What's, uh... It's kind, of, it's kind of nice, isn't it? I like the sound of church bells. I do like the sound of church bells, although now it has been revealed that we didn't go to church <laughs> today. You want to go to that church? Probably not. <laughs> Probably, Why? I don't know. Because, like, oh, you gotta, if you go to a church, a new church, you got to get, like, situated. It's almost like a new job. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what, are these donuts for everyone? Like, you know, not every these people are donuts. nice, but, like, not every church. you got to learn. But they all should. It's you got to learn new stuff. And then what if it's not a good fit? You don't want to go back, you know. But the donuts are great. But the donuts are good. No, they're calling you. They're like, hey, we haven't seen you at church. We like, got some we got some like, cream sticks for Noel. You're gonna be like, she oh ate shoot. Three last time. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel closer to God. <laughs> what uh yeah, so anyway, the point is Boo foo. Boo foo. So listen, if you guys are we got any haiku experts out there. Aficionados. Um we haiku we don't we don't know if Boo Foo is considered a top haikuist. Good guy? I don't know. What we do know the is good that guy. You think what he's we do the, know the is the that he was probably close to death. He at died this at this juncture. On the twenty fourth day of the seventh month. They could have just said July, but they wrote the twenty the Well this is month. actually I don't know if Japan follows the Western. <laughs> ah, great point. <laughs> well no, for some other people they say like they'll say November. Oh, you know what? I think for Maybe there was a calendar switch because this person in 1914 they say November, but maybe calendar switch. The old one. Calendar switch. Shaking it up. Okay, this listen. is like the reveal at the end of like. Uh, we really teased uh, Bufu. What was that? I know. What was? Well, we're just There's the anticipation so is growing. What? Uh, uh, I'm just saying that this is the kind of reveal uh, that really brings brings the uh, climax of a movie like National Treasure, but no. They were on a different calendar. <laughs> we were looking in November. But according to this calendar, it should have been January. And then you find the treasure. And the treasure was in your heart the whole time. And it was this Bufu poem. Go. This is haiku from the year 1792 by Bufu on his deathbed. Oh, I don't care where autumn clouds are drifting to. Whoa. I like that. I thought, well, I after the pause, that was a real twist. The plot twist. Yeah, um, I like that. Oh, that's it? It's, like, it's a haiku. <laughs> we were t- right, 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 right. I, I thought you were pausing for dramatic effect. Oh, the seventh month then was autumn. Yeah, it so, would be. I like that better. Would I think, I think be. the, the uh, ancient Japanese were onto something. I'm still gonna go ahead and go with the old Gregorian calendar or what have you, but you know, you know, it's hard right. to hard to change. Here is at this, Chiri. At this point in my life, Chiri also died in the seventh month. First crop. Did he, did he know Bufu? Well. Chiri died in 1716, and so Bufu, pref- Bufu died in 1792. So, ooh. No. So you're saying maybe. Well, I mean, a chi- well, he could have been a Chiri. He could have been a young, a Bufu young Bufu could have been a young lad. Boy. Oh, Bufu could have been a young, Bufu. 
could have been a young boy. Yeah, could have been inspired in, by by this rose petals Japanese death poem. For I don't know what life was Think, like. Thinking, I really this no. guy. I, I I too am gonna write a poem on my deathbed. Uh, I don't really know what Japan was like in the 1700s, but maybe I'm now interested. Still, any good? Still feudal? I don't any, know. Was it any good? I don't know. Maybe we should watch some Kurosawa so an, movies. I feel like now. it still had an emperor. Rashomon. You ever watch Rashomon? We're really revealing our uh, the holes in our understanding of history. That's true. That's true. Okay. So. Cheery wrote, first crops, my pillow fluffed up high, I gulp down rice and tea. Whoa, Cheery was a bit of a, a bit of a. What do you? I what's the word I'm looking for? The people who like uh, earthly, earthly pleasures. Yeah. He's gulping, though. He was like into he, it. He was gulping. He's basically saying. He was lay, just laying on the first crops, the fluffy crops. Gulping down some tea and rice. He was like, I, I really actually, that poem resonated with me. Um, do you and wanna, on his deathbed. Do you want to flip through this book and read a few? I mean, I just, I feel like, bed. to be honest, you do like have, that's... you have a nicer voice than me. Let's be I feel like, I, I feel like I have a, um. A lovely voice. Thank you. Have. A high-pitched, childlike voice. A lovely, high-pitched, childlike thank voice, you. I would say. I, uh. You're in the introduction, so you're going to want to go to oh, a different part of the book. poems in here. And oh, I was oh hello. I mean, okay. what crab? Okay, crabs okay, you? okay, Take okay. Take a moment. No, I got it. I'm doing this. I'm just grabbing the first thing I see. We're going stream of consciousness here. Okay. Okay. This is Sen Senkai. He died on the 29th day of the seventh month. It'd be great if you just read Bufu. <laughs> what we have here is Bufu. Bufu died. We're twice. in a real. We're in a real Bufu heavy. Bufu thought he was gonna <laughs> die. Wrote a poem. He didn't die. Wrote another one. If you don't die, your poem doesn't make it into the book. Yeah, they okay. didn't know this book was going to happen. Okay. That makes sense. I'm sorry, I That forgot, checks out. I what forgot, you're I, saying checks out. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a book 1,000 years in the making. Passed down from father to son to daughter in the 1970s. And, right, they're just like, Look, we need one more poem for for our Japanese death poem books. So the second you die, this book is is concluded. Okay. Well, it could be you know years from now they do a compilation of great podcast moments, and we're in it. That makes as sense. Yeah, but it would be as if somebody G were collecting them now. Yeah. Just out there on the internet, searching for the podcast moments that are going to make it into into yeah. their thousand year project. Okay. This is from twenty twenty one. The Jocelyn <coughs> and Noel com comedy who are, <laughs> who are okay uh uh okay interesting here we go you ready mm, mm, okay he was 71 that feels young what year 1775 ah uh, boy he just missed the declaration of feels... independence which I'm sure would have made a big difference for him. I th it's just, it feels young. For Asian cultures? I mean, people always live long. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, you I know, mean, yes. People have always lived until, like, 70 or 
more, but like, I just feel like why, you know, was there some kind of, did, did he know it was coming? You know, did he have a disease of some kind? Could have. I mean, people die in different ways. I mean, I guess everybody who would have written this poem, nobody wrote a poem and then they were like killed. I am driving <laughs> at high later. speed. <laughs> I should really pump the brakes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this cookie looks to be too old. Is mold bad? I thought you were going gonna go with a poisoning. <laughs> this poisoning. apple is too shiny. <laughs> a witch gave it to me. My, <laughs> my wife is getting that look. <laughs> a knife, I see. <laughs> I shouldn't have done. The Hitler mustache. Okay, uh, Senkai knew knew it was coming, I guess. So he's an he's an elderly, but still probably pretty flexible Japanese fella. I'm assuming these are all men. Oh, <laughs> is it a woman? Hold on, I literally. It's a woman, isn't it? No, but this the first sentence I saw when I looked down from from you know taking a stand was. Senchojo was a woman. So the the person before this poem was a was a woman. I mean that one's probably not as good. Maybe we should look at the maybe we should check joke. it out. Maybe fans, we should check it out. Oh I, I like women. Ooh, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Okay. How okay, explain this to me. So the, in this book they have the Japanese translation. Or the, don't the read Japanese that one. <laughs> and then they have the English translation yeah, next read, to it. Yeah. Clearly, I don't, I can't read the Japanese, sure. but the word that has been translated, I can't read that either. I have no idea what this word is. Do, it looks like Deutsche, Deutsche. Does the next thing say? Do they say? Know. Is, is a, flower? a flower? It's got to be a flower. The flowering season of the oh, Deutsche. Yeah. It's a flower. Okay. Spell well, for me and I'll, I'll look it up while you, uh. You look it up. Well, this is not the poem I'm going to read. D, oh, I didn't want to look it up anyway. D-E-U. T Z I A. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this isn't this is not Sen Chojo. This is Senkai, um, who I think is a man, or else they would have uh, said so. Just like with Sen Sen Chojo, uh, seventeen seventy five. He's tw he's seventy one. He sees it coming. He sees death coming. Well, that's a nice flower. He yeah. see. Is it just a cherry blossom? Is that what this? Oh yeah. Wait. <laughs> it's, it's just a cherry. Plot twist. Okay. Okay. I guess. Again, we're in a national treasure-like search here. It turns out this rare flower was just the cherry blossoms growing outside of Nicholas Cage's doorstep the whole time. Should we what watch National Treasure? <laughs> like we should... Is it clear that right. I've never seen National Treasure? Did I watch it? If you can't remember, then it, it... it's probably just skipped. Wait, am I thinking of Night at the Museum? Why would I make it? Was he in that? Two entirely different plots. Uh, well, we're at, we're running national, natural or national National. Treasure. It's, an, it's the, the whole thing natural, is the Declaration of Independence. Natural treasure national would be good, too. Probably not. It's probably <laughs> one of those old sort of like 80s documentaries about national parks. The natural treasures <laughs> of Yosemite. Join us. For an adventure of no less than four hours as we take a stroll. 
Hello, I'm... <laughs> who was the Unsolved Mysteries guy? I can't remember his name right now. He comes up. He's the narrator. Something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Things no, just really, got spooky. Really, it's things been... just got spooky in the national parks. We gotta read this haiku. Okay, no more Senkai. You ready? I'm done okay, is it. are we sure it's a haiku? I is haven't I lines? haven't counted the syllables. Okay, can you check haiku? The last one is only yeah, but the last one is only two two uh syllables. Spoiler alert. Just read it. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Somehow or other. Even the cactus shows the fall. What? You have a lovely voice. Thank you. You can do commercials. Thanks. I should do commercials. That was very good. One more. Thank you. Read one more, but don't. Let's just get into it. Let's not have an eight minute Okay, yeah. Let's up. not have a. Let's don't. No. Pick a good one. Just pick, pick a good one. Well, I don't know if it's good. I'm going to. Hold on. These are all haikus. Uh, Most okay. of them are haikus. Okay, okay, okay. You ready? Okay. You yeah. ready? This mm -hmm. is this looks like it's going to be good. It's cool. by Kyoshu, who died on the 16th day of the 6th month, 1769 at the age of 80. That's 80. Okay. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This one has a uh, colon in it. Wow. So, yeah. So a lot lot a lot. I read one with a colon, but I didn't tell you it had a colon. Well, I you should have. That meant that means something. A colon said, it means how can you say more in such a small space? I tried to imply the colon with my voice. With your, okay, that's what I'll try to do too. Ready? Okay. And then later you guess where the colon uh, is. Oh, uh, okay. and all our listeners can write in where they think the colon <laughs> yeah, where is. Where they think the colon when is. When we okay. release this in 2023. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> but don't Google it first. All right. A journey of no return. The wanderer's sack is bottomless. <laughs> The colon was after return. It was. It was after return. Ah, oh, you got it. I'm gonna uh, start. I'm gonna start. That's nice. I'm gonna start saying my sack is bottomless. Whenever you're hungry. <laughs> no. All of the things that I'm taking into the next part of my life, my sack is bottomless. I'm gonna go to the. I can pull so much from. It's like um. So on the Legend of Zelda cartoon, Link used to have this magic pouch. And all of his weapons were inside. It's like that. I'm going to go to the bobblehead store and say my sack is <laughs> no. no. That, that, was, that was a subtle impression of Jan. Let's switch gears. No. Oh, my, mo <laughs> yes. my mother said that to you once? Yeah. Yeah, but you have to tell why, because it's no. not really like her to say that. <laughs> it is, and it isn't. I, She's <laughs> I don't think... You'll be she able said, to explain. No, we can't explain this. I'll just explain it. Yeah. All right. Uh, she said, where do you want to eat for your birthday? And I said, jokingly, the Cracker Barrel. That's not. That's a great restaurant. <laughs> I know. No, I didn't mean jokingly because I knew that she would not accept. Oh, yeah. Accept that as a, as a, um, as a, you know, birthday, as a birthday level restaurant. Yes. I would have totally eaten at the Cracker Barrel for my birthday. Um, so I said to the Cracker Reel, and she said, no. <laughs> you know, I, that leads us into, I wrote down one, mm -hmm. I have a thing in my phone called podcast topic. I only have one. What'd you one put? Down. Uh, processed food. 
was all I, I read. <laughs> this is, well, now we're going to rumble Well, because I, I finished reading that, that book. Because you feel, right. So you finished reading that book. So I am staunchly, uh, we both, we should preface this. So we both think about nutrition a lot. We were, we were, we were husky children. <clears throat> did they use the word husky for we were girls husky. too? Uh, I don't know. I just did for myself. <laughs> I was a, there was a lot of girth. I was yeah. So I was to me as a child. I was a husky child. Around I would say from fat, for fat, me was it was fat around uh, eleven twelve. So started pack packing on the pounds. I think it was ten for me. I got chubby. chubby and out. then um, lost a bunch of weight around nineteen. <laughs> My- my dad told me this memory he had. There was some kind of like, I don't know. I was probably eleven. There was some kind of like baseball tryouts thing. And, uh, <laughs> one of the other fathers said to him, in regarding me, he was like, "Man, what are you feeding him?" <laughs> my dad must have thought like I was had muscle or or was hitting good or something. But in reality, it was he was he was basically just saying, Wait. "That kid is." Put on some LB. Did he answer a lot of Whoppers? <laughs> a lot of Whoppers. We were is... big on, I didn't get, well, we went to Burger King a lot for listening audience. Well, I um, should, we should also say, like, I I almost don't trust you if your kid's not fat. I tried right? to do like, that as a bit. Are... I tried to do a joke years ago about you... how I don't trust kids who aren't fat. Yeah, if you weren't a fat kid... What is your problem? Right. That was, I couldn't get that joke to work. The Food is so good. Yes. Remember, because this, this is, is the a... one period of your life where you're not concerned about how you look. So why aren't you just shoveling it in? <laughs> yeah, because it's a great experience. Yeah. Remember, I don't know if we've mentioned this to, in the last two years to the listeners, but one time we went to uh, LA on vacation, drove down the Los coast. Angeles. Los, Los Angeles. And uh, right around Los Angeles, ooh, we stopped yeah, uh, uh, at like a, a restaurant owned by a Greek guy. <laughs> and when I had cleaned my plate, he came over and congratulated you <laughs> on on being with a woman who can eat. The direct quote <laughs> he was, was like, "She can eat." Yeah, he said, thumbing to me. <laughs> is so good so you know we so but i thought you were gonna bring up the the breakfast place we ate at in la two days in a row we have a lot of great memories of like eating the, what was it called in la yeah. oh the, the pantry. pantry yeah oh. it's a place called the pantry the pantry there's a line outside and that's okay because it is worth it well i hope it's still it open good like well i don't know yeah. let's hope it yeah Anyways, we won't look at uh, processed food. Um, so processed. So, but okay. we feel, but but we feel differently about processed food. I, you and I, I think. I, I don't know. Okay, so I read a book called Salt, Sugar, Fat that I bought like eight years ago. I'm trying to read books that I bought and haven't read. So I bought this book eight years ago, nine years ago, whenever, called Salt, Sugar, Fat. So it was probably written in the early 2010s. <laughs> this was all news <laughs> at the time. <laughs> all right. I'm really okay. bad at, like, summarizing books. Well. I'll try. I'll try. Okay. Well, do you okay. want me to time you? Okay. To give you the... <laughs> I'll time you. And so. it will either get you there quickly or it will create a lot of pressure. <laughs> Basically, the book is like, hey, 
all these companies put a lot of stuff in food. <laughs> right. And they do it so it so it tastes good and it and stays on the shelf longer. Love it. All good but things. It might be making us fat. Well, obviously and it's making us fat. There's nothing we can do about it except just resisting it ourselves. But the question is why is it making us fat, right? I think that the obviously the addictiveness of it. Yeah. So like they put inside they one day somebody came along and was like, Hey, is that cocaine in the Coke? You can't do that. And they were like, Okay. Caffeine I, it is. Because <laughs> they just nice turned to a different drug. That came back. Cocaine and Coke? Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, so let's, if you're going to do Coke, right, so that's like, probably the most pleasant way to do <clears> it. Craft of, of Kraft cheese. So, yeah. Right. So, uh, Old Man Kraft, the first one. Right. I don't remember his first name. Pick an there, old, was a, there was a Kraft dynasty? Pick an old person. Makes name. sense to me. Pick an old They make person. good cheese. Uh, j- uh, I'm under the gun. Uh, Julius. It, okay. Julius. It probably wasn't. I didn't mean ancient Rome. <laughs> are we going i was looking for like archibald well then why didn't you just say it george is a safe bet right george. well there's always been george's yeah, george craft is that somebody is that a name i don't know okay it it's doesn't matter archibald. okay Pick old a... man craft he's a young up and comer up you and just coming. said old man craft no now no old young. man young young old man craft <laughs> okay he's a young i want you guys to imagine this in CBI. up and comer up and coming cheese mogul Oh, no, not a mogul yet. He's not just a, yet. He's a cheese dude. Just a man with a cow and a dream. He's a... That's a... Oh, boy, that's, that's good. Old that's man good. craft. Old, young old man craft. Young old man craft. He's trying to sell cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. But cheese keeps going bad. Oof! Don't like it. He's like, I'm not. So he does whatever he has to do to make processed cheese. This was before the refrigerator. Boo! I mean, he's like selling it on the street, so he's got like he probably has street a nice cheese. Mm. I don't even remember what city he was in. I'm not even confident it was in, America. This is intellectually, intellectually. The author. Of this I know book, that you shouldn't eat street cheese, but part of me. It's like, you know, if you came across a cheese cart on the street, you would eat it. I would. I would eat it. Go on. So I just imagine this is a, a movie and the, like, the beginning is, is they're like, eh, we can't. This cheese has gone bad, young <laughs> buck. And then he goes home and he has nothing to eat except his own bad cheese. And then he's like, things must change. So, we, so he basically makes processed cheese by, uh, uh, I don't remember how he did it. But he, looked, he made <laughs> okay. processed cheese. I feel like that's a vital part of the story for the time. And then everyone else was like, this isn't Why cheese. Is it... This is It's not, garbage. to be fair, Kraft American cheese is, is gross. And I, like, we, I think, yeah. fall on oh, different sides so, of, the, of the debate on this one. In the late 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. they were like, hey, we're fat. Right. Let's, uh, let's reduce fat. Milk. No more whole milk. Let's do 2% in skim. So, yeah. they take milk. They make it 2%. They take it skim. So, all that stuff they take out of it, where does it go? Where? They, like, made it with a bunch of cheese. They made a bunch of cheese out of Woo! it. Woo! Wait, isn't that how you just make cheese? I don't know. <laughs> don't you... Wait, wait a then, second. 
So then we started putting cheese and like everything. And I uh, why wouldn't we? I, cheese is so good. I eat a lot of cheese. Yeah. In fairness, cheese is in my family. There's that's a true. Molotorno There's a Molotorno cheese, but you didn't like it. No, no, no. That's not I true. Loved that's not it. true. I didn't, I didn't I thought it was like a, it. it's a what, no, goat no, cheese no, with truffles, goat cheese with truffles, don't right? Don't tell the podcast mm. world that I did not like my family cheese. Scandal. I liked my, I liked my family <gasps> cheese. I liked my family he cheese. He didn't like the family No, I did. Cheese. I liked it. This is not you true. Thought it, you thought it was fine. Okay, let me ask you this. You have the choice. It's lunchtime. You have the choice. You can have a big old stack of Kraft singles, or you can just have a, a ball of Molaterno goat cheese with truffles what are you picking that's unfair because i've been raised on processed cheese so i've acquired that so taste. was i so but then i tried other cheese and i was like no this instead it's from a sheep's milk we were yeah sheep, so sheep. oh i thought i was thinking it was we were goat. sheep people sheep people yeah shepherds sevion we moliterno was out there yeah herding sheep that making was, uh, cheese yeah at the same probably the same time as craft yep he uh, well i don't know and he uh he wrote a death poem. And Artisanal cheese. We have cheeses, it to read for though. you. No, I'm just <laughs> right now. The sheep herd. Okay, go. All right, so they figured out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then they figured out. There's this thing called Bliss Point, which is like yeah, that, that's related is. to sugar. <laughs> so it's like you yes, reach this point, is. and you're like, yeah, this is the perfect amount of sugar. Then you go Ooh. over it, and you go. Ugh. Right. But that's kind of like I mean, my Bliss Point hasn't used that to be always very existed. High. I mean, it, like if you have that's a, true if of you everything. Have a, You're just talking about the tipping point, really. Yeah, if you have a recipe from your great grandmother of cake, I mean, she also figured out the bliss point of sugar. Yes, correct. Now, okay, so what they figured out was sugar has like a bliss point, but apparently fat doesn't have a bliss point. Now I'm interested. So basically, I feel like I disagree. You could just eat why does it feel a so good fat. to eat fat? Oh, there's no... Be- okay, so you can eat more fat than sugar. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, like, you'll get sick of... Like, you won't... Like, potato you chips. You'll get sick of sugar, but you will not get sick of fat. Yeah. And then you got salt. Ooh, yeah. I'm yeah. Li- I'm liking how this is going. <laughs> so, basically, food doesn't taste good. You add salt, it tastes good. Why? It was probably in the book. <laughs> But you don't recall? Salt, I think I know this. Wait, okay. Because I learned something on a television show about nutrition. Ready? Because I used to think I like the taste of salt. I've tried to cut back on salt as I've aged. But I used to think I like the taste of salt. Right? But you put too much salt on it, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. Right? Here's how salt actually works. Yes, you can taste salt. But also, apparently... And I'm saying this with, uh, based solely on memory of a television show I watched once and didn't vet. <laughs> but apparently, salt opens up your taste buds to allow you to taste whatever you're eating more. <clears throat> yeah, Boom. I do believe that's how salt works. Yes. Yeah. Confirmation. <laughs> this just became academic. Oh, so they talked a bit about Lunchables. Oh, in this yeah. Book. Side note. Yeah. I used to think Lunchables were dope. And now my niece, Freya, loves them. And I look at them as I open them and I'm like, gross. 
I don't think I ever loved the Lunchables, I'm being honest. I did! How do you not? I mean, I'll still eat some crackers and cheese and pepperoni. Yum. In fact, they make these almost adult Lunchables now, Hillshire Farms. Oh, there's like some adult prosciutto. It's, that's what it is. They don't call it the adult Lunchable, but it's like call it like a snack pack or something. I don't know, but some of them have prosciutto. <laughs> My favorite has like a wine-infused salami. Yeah. I used to get them all the time on my way to Pittsburgh at Sheets. Or, uh, and so I'd get like a giant Diet Coke in the adult Lunchable and eat that as a snack. Definitely not for lunch. Lunchable definitely not big enough for lunch. That's it's not just, enough it's just food. It's like a sliver of meat and a little cheese and crackers, right? I mean, if you have, if you're six, that's enough food oh. volume wise. But if, yes. you're, if you're 36, then you need a little more substance. And you need your Lunchable to be wine-infused. But otherwise, very good. So, the Lunchable. What did this book say about Lunchables? All right, so Lunchables was like a first, like a kind of a surprise hit for uh, Oscar <laughs> Mayer. They made it, and they were like, wow, they were I like, can't I believe that worked. Work. But then, like, they didn't quite know how to, like, get it out real fast. So they, like, were, like, Lunchables were, like, flying off the shelves, but they didn't quite didn't have the money. So I think, wait. I think Kraft bought them. Kraft was bought by Philip Morris, the cigarette company who also bought General Foods. But then I think Kraft is by itself now. Anyways, I think Oscar Meyer was bought by Kraft, and they were like, yeah, we're going to get these Lunchables out fast. And they, they did this test, and they were like square or circular cheese, and kids liked circular cheese better, but they were like, nah, square's easier to make. Yeah. And then they need to They're save. They're going to eat them anyway. Would you eat? Would you eat less cheese because of the shape? No, I think yeah. they needed to save money on the lunchable, so they eliminated the napkin. Which you don't need a napkin with a lunchable. I thought you were gonna. You don't need a napkin if you're eating a lunchable. You weren't even thinking about cleaning up afterwards. And then like, it's no, no matter who you are, if you're eating a lunchable, you just eat it and throw the, it. At the cleanup is not an issue. Somebody's taking care of that for you. Yeah, and then someone made it, like, there was some person who was, like, the most nutritious thing about the Lunchable is the napkin. <laughs> well, actually, it's probably the pepperoni. I, I get it. Hyperbole, yeah. but the yeah. pepperoni was probably but the, the, the most pro- nutritious thing. But the thing with processed food is basically that, like, it's a convenience thing. Like, it takes a long time. Right. I think we underestimate convenience, though. And they had this thing about, like, jello and how long it used to take to make jello back in the day you would have to stir this stuff constantly and blah 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 and it chills for four hours and then they were like whatever company it was was like all right we're gonna figure out instant jello or pudding maybe it was pudding and like they figured it out and then it was just like okay now we could have pudding almost immediately without having to cook forever right which means more pudding i think that's a positive yeah but Personally. I think there's like a danger with, I mean, I don't think you shouldn't eat too much processed well, okay. I, food. It should be just for convenience. I agree with you on the surface that you shouldn't eat too much processed food, but only because processed, I don't think there's anything inherently bad with processed food. There's no evidence that there is anything inherent. And what are we even talking about when we're talking about processed? It goes through a process of what? Well, I think people, I think you're talking about just like you buy Pres- something in a box and then you look at the ingredients and you're like, what is benzonite? Right. But just because you, just because you can't pronounce it or you don't know what it does doesn't mean it's bad for you. I think that that is a real, um, 
mistake that in people's thinking that, I mean, there's things that, I mean, pe a lot of people don't know what the um, chemical name for table salt is. That doesn't mean that it's bad for you. All right. Sodium chloride. Yeah, you do. But a lot of people don't. Right. Or what is uh, what Penn and Teller had that show where they went around and got people to sign a petition yeah. that basically uh, outlawed water <laughs> because they gave it the what it's dot wait H2 dihydrogen oxide. Oh, that be what I it is, right? Funny. They called it by. So, you know, just because you are not educated about that specific thing doesn't mean it's bad for you. Doesn't mean it's good for you. No. Right. But I do think that. On the whole, if you want to avoid processed food, that makes sense because processed food tends to, a lot of it processes out the nutrition and puts sugar in. So like white bread is more processed than wheat bread, but what is that process? They take out the whole grain and they add more sugar. Okay. Well, sh and again, sugar isn't necessarily bad for you if you're having it in the right amount. Well, that's actually one of the things they talked about you... was how like we, it, it was like, it was like the recommended or like what you should have is so many teaspoons and it's like, it'd be like a can of Coke has like, I don't, I forget what it was, like, like more than you needed in a single day right. sugar or so... Capri Sun and then like. And also, like, another thing, like, oh, from the book was, like, uh, like some of the advertising stuff was, like, I mean, they'll, they'll, it would be, like, made with real fruit juice. And it's, like, there's, a, there's like, no, it's barely any fruit juice, and they right. just added a bunch of sugar. So people back in the day, and probably even still today, like, think that things are, like, good for them because it has fruit juice or it's made with vegetables, but it just has a lot of added right. sugar. And I'll say, like, what this sort of, uh, so yeah, a lot of processed food, the process is bad, but a lot of the process, that doesn't mean that every process that preserves food, for example, is bad. In fact, preservatives are a good thing because it allows healthy I mean, food to get to people who otherwise would not have had access to that food. I think you're getting stuck on the pro, like, the book wasn't talking a lot about the process nature of that. I mean... Mostly the book was saying, like, we just were using too much salt, sugar, okay. and fat. Well, that's Especially what we're talking about. We're consuming too much salt, yeah. sugar, and fat. But, this, but the, the language that people are using leads to this mindset of, like, somehow something becomes unnatural and therefore bad for you. And, I mean, we've heard yeah. a lot of yeah. scientists use the analogy that, you know, it's natural hemlock. Yeah, That's natural. I, get it. I mean, even if you drink too much water, it's bad yeah, for you. I get it. So you've just got to be a little more educated. So you, it leads to this mindset where, like, okay, I won't name any names, but I was once talking to somebody and I was drinking a Diet Coke, a caffeine free Diet Coke, which is just colored water with a little salt mixed in. That's it. Uh, it tastes delicious. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Uh, and you can uh, pry it from my cold, dead hands. But I was drinking a, a cold, delicious, caffeine-free Diet Coke. And this person told me I had to stop drinking it because that stuff is really bad for you. And they said this in between drinking right. a regular Coke. I was doing a comedian who I, I won't mention their name. 
I was on the road and they were like, hey, that Diet Coke's bad for you. And it's like, you are more, it's like you smoke pot every day. <laughs> like you forget simple things. Yeah. And you're fatter than me. So I. <laughs> so I, yeah. So there's a real mis- miseducation. <laughs> that makes me think of the old Kevin James joke about getting weight loss advice from people fatter than you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't. Well, you can apply that to everything in life. Yeah. You got to look at the. I've. You got to look at the person giving the advice and say, "Do I want to live the life yeah. this person is living?" Unless they're saying, "Trust me, I made that mistake. Yeah. Don't be like me." Oh, there was this one company that did this thing where their their advertisement. I think this was in the '80s. And they were like, studies show. And they funded the study. And they, and they <laughs> yeah. were and they were like, oh, God, what was it? It was like kids who eat. Um, Is it breakfast cereal? Yeah, eat the sugary <laughs> cereal for breakfast. Oh, frosted mini wheats. If you eat oh, frosted mini wheats for breakfast, you're whatever percent more alert at school. And it turns out it was like you're 20% more alert eating frosted mini wheats as opposed to no Nothing breakfast. at all. They're, yeah, they're still hawking that line. Are they? Yeah, awesome. I saw it recently. Wasn't, wasn't it great? It's fine. Listen, I'm a honey I, f- bunch I find oats, it man. to be fine. I meant the cereal. What? I meant the taste of the cereal. I'm not a big... I'm talking about oh, yeah. the taste. I find... Well, you, but I mean, Honey Bunches of Oats is good. I like additional I, bunches, though. I find having, that... having educated myself, I think of cereal as a dessert, though. Yeah, it is. It is a dessert. Yeah. And uh, You may have it for dessert. A famous comedian who I don't know if we're allowed to like anymore had a joke about cake for breakfast. Oh, that's sad. Are you allowed to appreciate a Bill Cosby joke? You say no. Did we talk no, about this? No, I said yes. Did you say this I on said it's, it's preview? Hard. I said that it will have an impact because you always have to, that always follows. You can't talk about cake for breakfast anymore. Now it's like a up and down moment. It's funny. Oh, wait. He raped a bunch of people. Yeah. And now my heart is broken all over again. You could still, again. like, the aspiring comedian could still learn from Right. There, you can look at it technically. I mean, I'm just saying it's always comedy. It's always going to be shaded yeah. that way, which is what, I mean, it's, it's so heartbreaking about it. That and the rape. The rape. Look, I'm not saying I'm the real victim here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you not being able to appreciate <laughs> I'm just saying that there are a lot of victims they in this They still show the Cosby show on cable. Well, other people worked on that. There was a big debate about that, right? Other, there's so much work that was put into that show by other people. Why should their work be taken oh, away? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, Felicia Rashad didn't rape anybody that we know of. So why does yeah. you know she spent a decade or so on yeah. that show? Or Kevin Spacey or, movies? Yeah. Am I? I can. I'm still gonna watch Glengarry Glen Ross. He wasn't even the best character <laughs> I think you're in that. Be like, I'm still gonna watch Seven, <laughs> like on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> think about sinning. Uh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, it's harder when it's a when it's just that one person. Like Cosby was on stage alone. Base. I'm not saying other people didn't put effort into that act, yeah. but he was up there alone, so it's really, uh, it, I mean, it's still, I don't think, you know, you're going to be sad. You're going to be just a little bit sad every time you listen to, to my brother, Russell, whom I slept with, you know. Hmm. So, we should uh, we should land this plane. Bring it in. Is it time yeah, for lunch? It's been, it's been. But you need a lot of material. 
I think this has been a pretty good. We're not gonna. <laughs> this one has been solid. This is, sol- this is pro- I feel solid. Like this has podcast. been our best. I give the best one so far. I, you know, this has been. We're pretty doing good. it. and We're learning. We didn't reach any conclusions about uh, yeah. death, about salt, fat, sugar. This has just been. We're throwing it out there. This episode. What do you we're want just, to talk about next? We're bouncing. Episode? We're bouncing it back What's and forth. What's our tease? Are we settling on that right now? What's our tease? Next time we open up with. I'll I'll go into I gotta write this down on my phone. What do you what's a good what uh I thought that would pressure you into I coming like up with a really just, great idea. I feel like we've talked about everything on these seven episodes. We talk about everything. You like variety? You miss buffets? We got a we got a buffet of ideas for buffets. you. Yeah, I love a breakfast. I miss buffets. buffets. Breakfast buffets are good. I miss yeah, oh, I do God. miss buffets. A breakfast buffet. Oh, and it's a hotel where there's, like, not many... I don't like a breakfast buffet where everyone's there at the same time. So, like, a breakfast buffet where everyone's coming down at a different time, so you're not competing. Well, with them. certainly not. I hate not. waiting in line at a buffet while some idiot makes a waffle, and I have to just sit there while his snotty kid is running around. I can't remember the last time I waited in line at a buffet. Isn't that the point of the buffet, is you don't have to wait? Well, some hotels only have one waffle maker, if waffle's your thing. I getcha. I get you. Well, I'll just go to the pantry instead. Okay, let's fly they make to LA. A bu- they make a buckwheat waffle. Okay. Oh. Well, we can't think of a, Girthy. Of a, of a topic. For Less next, processed. Next. Uh, let's let's just silently think of a topic, and then you cut out all the silence. at the same you, time? You okay. cut out all the silence. No, we're both going to take five seconds to think of a topic. Okay. And oh, my gosh. My mind, is, my mind is blank. Okay, at I'm going to look around. Time. I'm looking around. It has to be something we haven't talked about already. Okay. Phew. Looking back there. Okay. It's been more than five seconds. Okay. Okay. One. Wait, we don't need to count to five, do we? No. Let's just that's do silly. three. Three okay. and then we say it. Okay. One, two, three. Yoga. Zoos. <laughs> what? Zoos. Oh, Z- the oh, zoo. Oh, the zoo. Oh, yeah, zoo. Going to the zoo. All right. We're going to talk about yoga. And zoos. And zoos. And we're going to connect them. Okay. All right, guys. We're going to find next time. the connection. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.